this month on the Cartridge Club. Rocket Sauce is starting his audition <laughs> for the role of Pichu early. Yeah, you look into that because this was well worth the time it took. Everything this guy said is a fucking lie. Yeah, well, you're colorblind too. Because <laughs> I would like to have a co-host that actually uh, finishes the game. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cartridge Club. If you are new to the Cartridge Club, allow me to explain what we are. At its core, the CC is a community of people who all share a love for gaming in some form. As well, we are a content creator spread across all mediums, including podcasts, videos, and blogs. You can find us all at www.cartridgeclub.org, as well as on this RSS feed that you are listening to. This show functions like a book club for gamers. Each month the game is selected and then everyone has 30 days, or in this case 28, to play it and we review it Oprah style on this show with a couple of guests. I am Player One, one of the show's co-hosts. The other host being my brother, Player Two. I bet you figured that out. As well as being the host of the show, we're also the founders of the Cartridge Club. But the real stars of the club are its members. So let's introduce two of them now. First up, from what you the cheese state? Are you in the cheese? Is that Wisconsin? The cheese state? You bet. All right. Ben from beer. The, so coming from the cheesy beer state, Rocket Sauce. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Hello, everyone. Uh, glad to be back here and talk about ready to talk about Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Okay, so P two usually announces the game, but apparently Rocket Sauce <laughs> is starting his audition <laughs> for the role of P two early. Sorry. It's, in, it's in the episode uh, title. Yeah. Rocket's house is like, I heard P2's leaving. I want to make sure that, that Sean knows that I can announce the game leaving. just as good. So let me let me jump on that right now. Um, why don't you let anybody who's unfamiliar or who's new to the show know where they can find you and what sort of things you contribute online? All right. Well, you can find me mostly on Twitter at It's Rocket Sauce. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, which doesn't have much content on it. I hope to add to it. Uh, more this year. I have a few ideas. Don't want to say anything yet. Uh, but I, you can also find me on the weekly Cartridge Club Hangouts every Tuesday. And uh, yeah, that's basically where you can find me. You're also one of the executive producers of the CC100 lists, correct? As well as the correct. host of the postcast. You bet. Yeah, and, the uh, better host. So I mean, you 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 have a bit of a crutch. You have to drag him along, but. Oh yeah, yeah. It gets it gets hard, you know, on the back, you know, carrying. That's right. The show, but you know, <laughs> I do what I can. I feel your pain. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan, for being here. <laughs> We're very excited to talk to you. Oh man. Next up, our second guest, who is the co-host of his own podcast, as well as one of the most entertaining channels on YouTube, we have from Game Time Arcade, Kyle. Thanks for being here, Kyle. No problem. Oh, that's me. One of the more entertaining ones. Yeah, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Threw him right off. Yeah, that's waiting for our other guests. Yeah, glad so, to be back as well, talking about another Mario GameCube game. Hey, yeah, that's right. Oh, that, yeah. So the last time you were here, you Infamous talked about Mario the premier Mario GameCube game, correct? Premier, yes. The Great Sunshine. Yeah. I say pre... Like, I mean, like, it was first. Not that it was the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I think we established those who played it 
when it was new, enjoyed it more. Uh, So why don't you let any of our listeners know who might not be familiar where they can find you, where they can find your YouTube channel, and where they can get your podcast. Yeah, mostly uh, as well on Twitter at Kyle325 or Kyle underscore 325 underscore and uh, do some mediocre YouTube videos as well. Just game time with Kyle, all one word, kind of reviewing uh, game consoles and showing off some hidden gems and all that. The occasional pickups. And we do have a podcast called the Game Time Arcade where I do with one of my co-workers kind of talk about video games there, but and that's currently on Podbean and about it, I guess. That's a lot. You got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of free time, so. <laughs> I am jealous. Too much. You must have taken my advice and not ever had children. <laughs> no kids yet. No. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Kyle, I'm glad you're here. Uh, so normally yep. we have three guests this month. This month. We are missing our third guest from the Gaming Outsider community uh, and from the Gaming Outsider podcast. Zach, unfortunately, couldn't be with us tonight uh, due to a sick child. So hopefully uh, your little one feels better soon, Zach. So now I'm going to turn things over to my brother. So P2, why don't you tell us what we've all been playing this month? (laughs) I think they've all figured it out, but just in case they haven't. And also, before I get into that, Zach, I hope your child is feeling better. Mine just got over her first illness last week, and it sucks. So, uh, yeah, this month we have been playing, as uh, previously stated twice, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Now, this was developed and published, obviously, by Nintendo. It was released exclusively for the GameCube on October 11th, 2004. I don't think you can play this in anything else, can you? you still, even to this day. Was well, oh, It wasn't developed by Nintendo, though. It wasn't? No, it's interactive, isn't it? Intelligent. Intelligent, systems? yeah, yeah. They're a yep. second party, aren't they? But they're yeah, the same you're Nintendo. Right. Yeah. They're not yep. technically Nintendo. So are they first or second party? They, they would be, be first second. Party. Well, because first party is Nintendo, right? Third party. No, they, they, yeah, they have, but they have their developers underneath them. It could be, because it could be like a retro thing where retro is a second party. Huh. I didn't even it know this. <laughs> yeah. Because retro is second party. Uh, like the Pokemon company, they're not a Nintendo. I think Intelligent Studios is its own company who just solely or majority works with Nintendo. I don't think PC. sitting Nintendo developed this is a accurate statement. Quick to the Wikipedia. Yeah, this is fascinating stuff. I'll just check the outline here because I know last month the outline was really in depth and well done. Uh, so I'm uh, certain. No, this one is no. all. This is actually just a copy paste of last month's. Um, so this was made by Eidos Montreal? Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you go on with the game and I will look into that. Yeah, you look into that because this was well worth the time it took. (laughs) Fact-checking squad. All right, you let us know when you got it. (laughs) All right. So it was released exclusively on the GameCube on October 11th, 2004. Uh, It's a single-player RPG known for its humor and quirky story, which is pretty much all the Paper Marios, I think. Um, it borrows a lot of elements from the first one, which made people think, and me included, that this is what Paper Mario was going to be going forward. Um, it was very faithful to the original, which I liked. And I, it was just the original, but more, essentially. Overall, the game was well-received. It received an 88 on game rankings and a 9.1 out of 10 on IGN. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, did you find it yet, P1? Intelligent Systems is a Japanese video game developer closely affiliated with Nintendo. So okay. it was not. So second party? Yes. Fact. Second party Nintendo company. So developed by second party Nintendo company and published by Nintendo. That's good. Oh, God. All right. So this was my first time completing the game. I've been playing this game over the um, the period of almost a year. Yeah, a little almost a year um, playing it off and on with my wife. I finished it this month. This was my first time completing it. And yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. It's a good Pitmero experience. It's what I wish the rest of the series had been. Um, but that's me. How about you, Ryan? Uh, did we say if we're calling you Ryan or Rocket Sauce? I forget. What, whatever works for you guys. Uh, it right. doesn't bother me too much. Um, All right. If you keep going like uh, this, I might start calling you P2. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is brutal. Yeah. This, is, this is sloppy. <laughs> um, He's going to announce Beyond Oasis next. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, so this isn't my first time with the series. I started off with the series on the Nintendo 64. I really enjoyed that game back in the day. Um, uh, as for playing this one, I've started this game a few times, but I've never finished it with something maybe coming up and distracting me off, you know, off the edge. But I made it pretty far in the game through my first couple playthroughs of the game. Um, it's just a little bit further to go um, on this time through, but I started off fresh and I redid it from the very beginning on this playthrough. Nice, nice. Yeah, so you started finished it this month. Mm-hmm. You started last month, or wow, you started it this month. That's pretty good for. It's a pretty long yeah. game. I had a nice little vacation uh, this month, so I was I was very it really helped me with getting through this game. Nice, right on, right on. All right, Kyle, was this your first time playing? I kind of have a similar uh, experience with Rocket Sauce there. I, I played it once before. I only got a few chapters in, and I have, like, gaming ADD, so I moved on to something else and never went back until this month here. So first time I started a, a new chapter or a new game as well and really enjoyed it. Right on. Yeah, it seems to be that most people who, who end up playing this one like it, especially if you like the original. But... I don't know. I guess we'll see. Oh, P1, what did you think? So this was my first experience with any of the... Sorry. I shouldn't say... Because I did play Paper Mario Color Splash. So this was my first experience with Thousand Year Door. Um, okay. My second overall experience with a Paper Mario title. And uh, I I really enjoyed what I have played so far up to this point. Uh, I think I've played enough that I could make an accurate assessment on my thoughts and feelings of the, the gameplay and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm still in the middle of it. Uh, and I plan to carry on through into March because March's game is uh, a shorter title. Much shorter, yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, after playing the two, do you like the style of Color Splash more or this one? Uh, I have to say without a doubt that uh, Thousand Year Door is the far superior product. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, Having that's... not played Thousand Year Door or the original Paper Mario ahead of time, Color Splash was fun. I had enjoyed uh-huh. it a bit. But uh, going back and playing Thousand Year Door, the combat mechanics in this completely destroy anything Color Splash yeah. has. It has the same gotcha. sort of charm and, and fun dialogue, but in an RPG where you're going to be doing a lot of combat, you need to have that fun that fun combat. 
And uh, yeah. that's where Color Splash really drops the ball, and it's where Thousand Year Door, I think, is strongest. Gotcha, yeah. The incentive to, to battle in Color Splash just isn't there, whereas this one has it in spades. So I agree completely. But this is not about Color Splash. Let's get into the story of Thousand Year Door. So, story uh, starts out. The game takes place, which is actually interesting, is it's outside the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Princess Peach gets kidnapped. I think she was on a treasure hunt, if I remember correctly. Is that why she had gone there? Ryan, do you remember? Yeah, she she found a map, I believe. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, she found a map, and then uh, I, she was is it to Rogueport, I believe, was that there was a treasure there, mm-hmm. and I believe. That's when she got, I can't remember if she ran into some, well, she definitely gets kidnapped there, but I can't remember exactly how she disappears. But then that leads into her having to send a letter to Mario, I believe, correct? Right, yes, that's exactly it. And then so Mario gets the call, he shows up, he's going to go look for Peach. So he shows up and he finds out that he has to track down seven crystal stars in order to save Princess Peach from the bad guys, which are known as the X-Knots. Um, he shows up at Rogueport, where he finds out the legend says there's a great treasure locked away under Rogueport, and then that the stars are in the way to open up that door that seals it. So he begins the search for the crystal st- for the stars, and he's looking for Peach, and that's sort of the whole story of the game. Um, what did you think about the game over or the game story overall, Kyle? Yeah, that was uh, pretty well. Um, this playthrough, I didn't get quite to the finish, but it sounds like I was pretty close. I liked that each chapter felt a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we'll get on to it a little bit later on, but I liked that there was a lot of variety in the story there. Um, And yeah, it's still kind of the the typical Mario story where Peach is kidnapped. She's trying to be all Laura Croft and doesn't really work. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, And it was was pretty funny as well. I I liked a lot of the dialogue and, and some of the things you do. So I thought it was overall funny and entertaining so i agree completely yeah um that's funny about calling her larry because this is the first time peach sort of goes out on her own and she still gets kidnapped so <laughs> it's kind of sad eh? Yep. um ryan what did you think about the story it's it's uh i'm gonna repeat a lot what kyle said here but i really like the humor that comes along to this game uh the story it's uh starts off pretty basic and if i remember correctly now i think she finds the treasure chest or chisel map in the castle, Peach's castle. I think that's where it leads sounds, her to her adventure. Sounds uh, But actually, for a Mario story, I think the lo- the more expands and the more the additional characters to this game uh, really help expand the story more because they all have each chapter has their own like little thing for it too yeah. about their town that they're in. Um, but I really really enjoyed the story for this one too. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. And you know what? I think they might have mailed her the map. To lure her in, because I know that they needed her for I I'm, I can't remember now. Jesus, this is should have known that. <laughs> PG one, what did you think of the story? And do you remember why Princess Peach showed up at Rogueport? <laughs> she was uh, on vacation with uh, Toad Toadsworth. They were and, just vacationing. Uh, yeah, and they were in oh, Rogueport, okay. and she had the map. She she got abducted. She sent the map back to Mario, and said oh, they're okay, trying to right. you know take me or whatever. Come help. I really yeah. liked that. Uh, Two things when the game first started that really struck me. Number one, I really liked that Bowser was clearly not the main bad guy. Uh, right. That is such a nice touch. 
Mm-hmm. Paper Mario RPG started that, and I don't know if the sorry Super Mario RPG started that, and I don't know if Paper Mario continued that uh, theme. But I, it was really nice for me to see that. Uh, it was a pleasant surprise. The second thing that really struck me was Rogue Port itself, because when you land in the town off the ship, um, a lot of current Mario games, the world is entirely populated by innumerable toads of varying colors. <laughs> and yeah, I was true. really happy to see that this wasn't that case. There was bob there was Mousers, there was uh, Goombas, there was Koopas, there was the weird plant people from Sunshine. It's... Mm-hmm. there was Dog a, people. Dog people, yeah. There was a guy who looks like a moose. I loved yeah. that it was so diverse. That was a, a huge benefit to me. And it really... That initially was like... All right, this is something different. I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy this because even back to Color Splash, Color Splash yeah. is all—it's all just toads. It's a fucking yeah. whole world of toads. I don't understand how they went so back on that. Like, you figure Color Splash would be way more diverse than this one, but see, Intelligent Systems didn't do Color Splash, and I think sometimes with Nintendo properties, you really do get some of your best stuff when you go outside of Nintendo. I think getting those second party developers to to help out really makes a difference. Um, so look at Platinum. Nintendo Platinum did, working did on Color stuff. Splash themselves. So was was first party developed? Color Splash? I believe so. Yes, I'd have to verify oh, wow. that, but I'm not going to fact check it. So we'll say yeah, they did. Okay, <laughs> we'll correct it next month. That's fine. Uh, that's hmm. good to know because that would explain a lot, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it still follows the same tropes of Princess Peach getting kidnapped and Mario having to save her. But it's such a grand story and tale to get to her and all the different people that you meet that it's, it doesn't feel like a normal Mario story for sure. Um, I guess we could take a minute to talk about the characters because there's a lot of characters in the game. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go through every single one, but uh, yeah. I, do, I, I, actually, found... I did check. Intelligent Systems is actually the yeah. ones who developed Color Splash as well. They really oh, dropped the ball. That well, is they are working on like four fire emblems at the moment, I think. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, all right. They're forgetting. You know what? We got a toad sprite here. Just give them a bunch of different colors. We're good. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> Get the sad. diversity. Yeah, yeah. We don't need it. We don't need it. There's no time. There's no time. We got to make premium games. <laughs> they, uh, at, in between Thousand Year Door and Color Splash, little known fact, uh, Princess Peach actually built a wall around the Mushroom Kingdom. So the. Oh. It is now entirely populated by uh, by toads. Oh my goodness! You see, even in the first Paper Mario, at least you were running into uh, other Koopas and and things like that, and Goombas living in the world. Color Splash is just just the toads, because um, because I know the argument could be that they're in Roadport, they're outside of the Mushroom Kingdom, so there would be more than other. But in the original Paper Mario, there was already more, <laughs> so and that was in the Mushroom Kingdom. So anyway. Let's talk a bit about the characters. The, your first partner that you meet is Goombella. She's just a, a a girl Goomba. She's really, you know, she's the cute little explorer who wants to help Mario, wants to go on the grand adventure. She's pretty uh, handy. Um, there's Koops. He's the turtle, the Koopa that you join. Uh, anybody that stood out to you, uh, P1, so far? Initially, uh, Koops and Goombella. Goombella was my favorite because I find her personality is a little more spunky. Uh, was my favorite because of her spunky personality. And uh, I liked, I don't know, Coops was okay. I did not like Madame Flurry the Wind Spirit, but I just unlocked Yoshi, who I named Yoshi. 
And he <laughs> immediately upon his hatching was my favorite. His little little red mohawk and his uh, <laughs> spotted diaper or whatever he's wearing. He and he <laughs> is full of piss and vinegar. Like, yeah, he's fantastic. He and. Uh, so he's my favorite right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to see if there's any more characters that you add to the party. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of a lot. So what I want to know is: is the dialogue different? Depending on the cutscenes that I get to, your your partner says something. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. change based on which partner you have? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It, even when you're talking to people in town and stuff, it varies too. Yeah, they did a really good job then giving them their own personalities. I liked Goombella because she was sort of, I'm. Um, she doesn't need anybody, you know what I mean? She's like, I'm here, I'm part of the team, I'm an equal member, mm-hmm. and you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. Yep, straight up. I agree. How about uh, Kyle? How about you? Any characters that stood out to you? Yeah, as far as your uh, partners go, uh, Goombella, of course, was pretty fun. I liked her. She was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, actually liked the uh, Admiral Bobbery. Bobbery? Uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Uh, bomb captain that you get a little bit later just because he has like this tragic backstory that was actually pretty sad so it was <laughs> i liked him quite a bit yeah he's awesome surly uh, the ba- he's awesome. <laughs> yeah the baby yoshi was fun he's kind of spunky mm-hmm. and uh as far as the uh non-party characters i, I don't know if I've talked about this now or not but luigi sure. of course is in the game and actually yeah. he has kind of this ongoing story too and I, I found his adventure that he tells you pretty very entertaining i took some screenshots of some good uh dialogue from him so awesome we can talk about that right now because because yeah. he sort of um is discussing his own adventure which is a whole other rpg that could have been kind of thing and it's sort of uh mimicking the same sort of story that you're on but in a different land essentially yeah what were the things that he was trying to collect do you remember it was compass points with a compass? magic compass yeah, points. yeah. Compass. that's what it was yeah <laughs> yeah no matter what chapter you were on he was doing something very similar yeah yeah <laughs> including being a piece of grass and a a play <laughs> yeah that's right there's one chapter where he talks about having a blooper named bluey and he talks about this boss <laughs> fight where he had to hit this red gem that was too far for him to jump so he threw bluey at it and hit him and that's how i beat him but then if you talk to the blooper he's like everything this guy said is a fucking lie <laughs> he tried to throw me and he missed and he threw me into the lava and yeah. now my 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 great white skin is all gone and i'm crispy and cooked and it's he's and he's like the only reason I'm still hanging around is because I'm gonna get my revenge and then it's all in caps. He's like, "Do you hear that, Luigi? Yeah. I'll get my revenge." <laughs> I love it. I love because you have the option of of never even listening to his stories, but they're so good. <laughs> I, I want was... paper, Luigi. I want that game. Me too. Sign me up. Yeah, I agree completely on that. Um, was yeah, there any other um, Luigi screenshots that you had that you wanted to talk about? Oh, there's, yeah, I took a couple on the phone. I was going to share them on Twitter. I still might. Uh, one where he has to dress up as a bride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Baban was like, or his partner at the time was like, I'm so traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just around him to make sure he never has, no, no one ever has to see that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his partners <laughs> are the best part. So funny. All right. Yeah. Um, Ryan. Then he's like, go kart oh, racing around. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I remember one. He's go kart. He's carting around in some adventure, but he reverses and crashes into everyone, and they're <laughs> unable to 
continue the race so he automatically wins because yeah. he's the only one. <laughs> yeah, love it. I would definitely, definitely a standout character. Yeah. That's what intelligence systems should be working on right now. <laughs> um how about Brian, how about you? Any characters that stood out to you? Uh, before we get off the subject of Luigi, I always like to the fact that when he tells his story, that uh, Mario always falls asleep. Oh know, yeah, the, 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 he's just not interested. He's just trying to talk to him to be nice. Uh, but uh, uh, I really love Princess Peach in this game. I think this is my favorite iteration of Princess Peach in any Mario story. Uh, I love her little conversations with Tech, the computer. Yeah. The evil Tech computer. Is my favorite character for sure. What, where he's trying to learn how to love, basically, and yeah, they, they do that one thing where he he wants to dance with her, so he simulates her body or something like that. Yeah. You know, so she has to dance with him. Uh, I think I love. I like I said I love her little conversations in the whole game and her little side missions that she gets to do between chapters. Same thing with Bowser. Bowser has these great little side missions between the chapters too, uh, where he's kind of he's always just like one step behind Mario. And he's just trying to catch up. And yeah. he can never, he can never do right. He's just a big doofus in this game. Um, yeah, I, I love that about Bowser in this one for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and I liked, Peach, like you were saying, when you first start playing as Peach, you can go uh, into the bathroom where she's being held kidnapped, and she can get a shower. And she comes out of the shower, and her hair is different. It's like in a ponytail, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah. I feel like a, a new princess. But uh, mm-hmm. when you go back out the door, it's back to the original Peach hair, so it's kind of a bummer. I was hoping it would keep yeah. that ponytail for the duration. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, little details like that that are great in this game for that. Um, uh, so, as for, sorry, uh, I'm just gonna say before, like, are we allowed to spoil things at this point in time? We can spoil things, right? This is yeah. So we'll let anybody who's listening uh, from this point forward, we will most likely be freely saying spoilers to the story. Uh, if you haven't played it and you intend to, and you don't want to be spoiled on the game, I guess listen to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't blame you. Um, because there's a point in the game Bye, where, guys. yeah, <laughs> you got them. yeah, uh, Tack, who is the best character in the game, probably the best character development literally throughout the entire game. Um, he dies like where he is blows up. He's dead. <laughs> and I was choked up. I was like, Oh my God, I've never been choked up in a, in a Mario game. And I was like, Holy cow. Um, I think he dies. Right. And then later on, you find out he might actually be okay. At, we're talking like the very end, though. <laughs> but I don't know how he lived. The thing blew up. Like <laughs> He's a computer. But, he can rebuild him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, man. So I felt it. I felt hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I love Tech. Tech was my favorite character in this game. Uh, um, I was going to say also, yeah. quick question for everybody. Uh, for your yeah. Yoshi, what color Yoshi did you get? Because I got a red Yoshi. And I, I found red. out that I guess everyone's I think it's random with how what color Yoshi you get in the game too. Oh, I got red as well. Mine was green. I got a pink Yoshi actually. What? Uh, yeah. I didn't know this. this mine is was green. He had a little red mohawk. Oh. Mine was red and I, mine was red and I think he had a green mohawk, I think. Uh, I think it was Very white. Cool. Or, it might have been it, green. It, it, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, you're colorblind too. Yeah, exactly. So it could have been green. <laughs> so you're you can uh, name Yoshi. Yoshi doesn't come color. with a name. So what did everybody name their Yoshi? I'm I'm dull. I named mine Yoshi. Yoshi. My, yeah, my wife <laughs> named ours, which was Smudge, which was named after our cat. <laughs> so Smudge was his name. I was kind of creative. I named mine Yosh. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. And like one thing about Yoshi is you can ride him to speed up 
you know, yeah. fast travel a little bit over the thing, but just by pressing X to jump on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked, I think I liked, like I said, uh, uh, for, I guess, the side characters, I think I liked uh, Yoshi a lot, because he was always, like, sarcastic, trying to start a fight, um, where you get him, yeah. and also, like, a fighting level. Uh, and I want to say, I, I think, well, I used Koops a lot. Koops is Me kind too. of a coward, uh, but he's really great at taking out, like, big groups of guys all at once. Yeah. And I I think I really like Vivian a lot, too, the other, like, shadow ghost. Yeah, Vivian, yeah, she's a shadow siren. She's... Um, I found that her because all these guys have different ways of interacting with the environment, and you have to use them to get through certain things. I find hers was used the least. I think it's just you go invisible for a minute, for a mm-hmm. second. There's a couple uh, times where where it's she plays a key factor a couple times. I think in the game, maybe in the like towards the end with the one of the final bosses, and you have to use her for like conversations to like eavesdrop on people. Uh, like to listen to the crows because I think that's the only way you can listen to the crows talk. In yeah, the, uh... that's right. That's exactly it. But all that's, right, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I think we cover mostly everybody. I don't think anybody really liked Madame Flurry. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a common thing. It's remind me of Ursula from Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, she did kind of look like Ursula. You're right. Um, Grotus, well, I think that's his name, right? The, the leader of the X-Nots. He's like the main antagonist throughout the game. Not the last boss, but he is the uh, main antagonist. Um, and then I guess we could talk about the Shadow Queen, which is actually the last boss. Um, she just shows up right at the end. It's sort of, uh, you get tricked into opening up this door and there's supposed to be this treasure underneath Rogueport, but it ends up being they just sealed away this dark entity which is the shadow queen um i guess we could talk about the last fight right now um because the whole story you're going through you, you collect all your stars you get to the door they so they trick you into saying that they took princess peach through the door and then you so you go in and that is when you discover why they had stolen princess peach grotus was trying to um, bring back this dark shadow queen and when she shows up she needs a body to take to to host which is a very dark storyline for mario she actually <laughs> enters princess peach and takes over princess peach and you have to defeat princess peach you have to decide whether to kill the woman you love or let the world go to ruin like that's dark for paper mario <laughs> that's some that's dark stuff mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> yeah sorry guys it's real uh, that's that's how it, that's how it goes um yeah so great ending i thought great last fight and i could be wrong isn't there um a little bit of where the story is i think that the demon comes out every thousand years too or something like that Uh, like that's why it's a thousand year door yeah Uh, it can can only be sealed by the stars or something so that sounds right to me thousand year door makes sense Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then it sort of pulls an earthbound and like it takes all the love from the people that you've met and studied, interacted with in order to defeat her. Um, yeah, really interesting last fight for sure, for sure. Cool end to the story. Um, but yeah, I mean, you go on a lot of adventures and we're going to get into the different places and, and things like that. So is there anything else story-wise that you guys wanted to to mention before we get into the gameplay? I thought uh, Bowser's story, uh, it was cool to see him in there and actually liked the uh, couple stages where it's more like a 2D platformer, like yeah. it's Super Bowser Brothers. But I felt that if they took that out, it wouldn't have been a 
huge true loss you know yeah i feel like it just kind of added to it and it wasn't really needed but it was fun to see yeah it's 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 almost like platformer stages yeah it's almost like nintendo showed up and was like you know what there's not really any bowser in this just put in some bowser because he's never really a part of anything significant he's it's a really funny side story don't get me wrong and it's cool but yeah yeah, i I agree with you It it wasn't necessary yeah yeah um anything yeah. p1 was there anything that you wanted to mention story-wise so there's the option to do a to bunch of side all. quests in rogueport and i haven't done any yet but uh i assume you just go around the town and you make people's lives better have did you guys do any of those side quests and what uh, what believe, bonus do they give you um i believe they're called troubles um now i'm 100 percent sure on that i'm pretty positive of it actually i'm pretty impositive of talking to curious about it uh from girlfriend versus and uh yeah, the one the one thing I I learned because I think you just get coins from doing most of them, but there is another unlockable character uh, that you can do uh, her trouble to get her part of your team. Um, now I didn't get her part of the team because I didn't know that's how you unlocked her, uh, but um, she's just an optional character that can be part of your team that doesn't really affect your story. I wonder is she any good like that? Did you look into that at all? I wonder if she's a strong character or anything. Well, you run into her several times throughout the game in like key areas when you find like a key to unlock a door because she's like she's a burglar and she's always like stealing something from that level like treasures. Right. Uh, so I I'm, I think I would assume her attacks are basically just like stealing whatever life or like items from a character. So oh, I'm under yeah. I had yeah. heard that even without leveling her up, it's very easy to squeak by. Oh Yo. my <laughs> oh, goodness. Boy. That's P1, everyone. He's here all day. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's, what's funny is I didn't even know that that existed um, until I, I, I mean, I, I've read a little bit about it when I was tr- doing out the outline. There's a lot of things in this game that I wasn't familiar with just from playing through it on my own. So, yeah, there's it's, it's a deep story and there's a lot of stuff that you can explore and find if, if you're willing to look for it. Yeah, it's um, cool that she's a, a mouse character because... You were a mouser from Mario Brothers too. You don't really see any characters mm-hmm. like that in the Mario verse again. So true. It was nice seeing some mouser people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Well, I mean, it's hard to cover an entire story for an RPG, but I think you got the gist of it. You go on your quest, you get your seven stars, you go seven different worlds, defeat seven different bosses essentially, and then you get to the end. Um, okay, so let's get into the gameplay. Now, this is where it's definitely unique from other RPGs. Mario or, or all the Mario RPGs have sort of had their own sort of uh, unique battle system. This one is, it takes place on a stage, essentially. Um, and I think the reason why they did that was because, because the whole story is Mario telling the story to Luigi, right? I think that's what the entire game is. Mario is telling Luigi the story of this adventure that he was on. Um but I think that's why it's in a stage battle system. I'm not really sure. Um, but it's a cool system. Uh, people watch you, and as you do your action commands, which is you hit A before you attack, so you can do an extra attack, or you hit A before you get hit, or is it B? I can't remember. Um, and, you, and you defend. 
Um, and then as your audience watches you and you do well, they cheer you on and your star meter increases. And that's how you increase your star. So really cool system. I loved it from start to finish. I love that battle system. And I guess we might as well lump in here as well. You use your side characters, your your partners um, in battle. And each one has their own benefits. So I guess we could talk a bit about, I know um, we mentioned a little bit before, but which ones were your favorite in battle and uh, and maybe why? As well as what did you think about the battle system? We'll start with Kyle. Yeah, I kind of like the uh, battle system. Um, I'm not huge into RPGs, but I like the kind of the unique ones like this and a little more of the simplified ones, ones you can kind of blow through. Kind of like Mystic Quest from Final Fantasy is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so yeah, I like this one had you know interaction and you can do some damage by hitting your hammer or if you press it at the right time, you can do like one extra damage. You can dodge attacks with A or if you hit B at the right time, maybe it will reflect some damage back on your opponents. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was unique. I, I kind of liked it and I kind of liked uh, the audience would throw things once in a while at mm-hmm. you or your partner. Uh, the partner's attacks were were fun. I thought the Yoshi character was probably the more useful one, just because he has oh. that butt bounce that you that you can get, and it doesn't take, take any uh, flower points or your your magic, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I like uh, RPGs that are a bit different than just kind of hitting one thing and watching your characters do all the fighting. Mm-hmm. You get to interact right. a little bit, so it was fun. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, it's much more interactive. That's a good way of putting it. It keeps you engaged through the entire battle, not just hit attack and, and you sit back. You're actually engaging yeah. in every single thing, both attack and defense. I love that. Um, how about you, P1? What uh, What did you think of the battle system? And what partner did you like in battle the most? My my favorite battle system of all time is the uh, active battle from Final Fantasy IV. Oh. And, and the reason is, so I love turn-based combat. And the reason I like the, the combat in Final Fantasy IV so much is that it's active. So it's it's not just, it's my turn, I can wait as long as I want. Because the enemies continue to go. So, like Kyle just mentioned, you're engaged. There's stuff always happening. This is a very close second. For a hmm. similar reason, but not the same. So where the Final Fantasy IV active time battle is, you know, hectic and fast-paced and you have to always be focused, this is still, this is turn-based, but it's, I'm going to do my attack, but I need to be able to augment my attack to make these fights easier. And as well, when the enemy's attacking me, I need to be able to defend myself better so I take less damage. So you are super engaged the whole time, and in a long RPG, that is so important. Because combat is such a huge part of an RPG. Uh, I am extremely good at my attacking uh, and hitting the, the either the, the jump button at the right time or... You know the the right uh, the right shoulder button for the Yoshi's uh, butt attack, or because that's great because the other the, the characters each use their mm-hmm. own mechanics, so you're not doing the same. It's not just I hit a, I hit a, I hit a. It's right. I got to line up this cursor. It's I got to hold left on the sticker on, on the trigger. Jesus, on the stick until the uh, the meter <laughs> fills up. So there's all these different uh, features that make it so engaging and exciting. Now. I'm really bad at defending. Uh, I take full damage almost every time. <laughs> I'm glad there's not double damage for missing a block. Um, it's <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I am very bad at defending because you have to time it to the enemy's attacks. 
but uh, it's really fun. Uh, as far as my favorite side chick, I would probably say um, it depends on what I'm fighting. If I'm fighting a group of four or five, Coops, because his special ability to hit the whole row of them all at once is unmatched. And if it's a single combat, uh, I do like uh, Yoshi because his, as Kyle mentioned, his butt drop causes no flower points and it does like four points of damage at level one. And his power is to gulp them, so he actually swallows them whole and spits them out, which damages them and the one behind them. So I find him nice. to be really effective. But it's the the combat is just it's fun and it, it keeps you on your toes because you're like, okay, I know he's gonna attack. I know Koopas do these attacks, so I got to make sure that I hit the button right at the right time for that. Yeah, it's really good, and it it, it prevents the game from falling into that very easy. I'm gonna mash A to get through this fight. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've been playing Dragon Quest Two, and that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you just keep hitting A, not engaging at all, not like this. Um, so yeah, it definitely is a whole new spin. If you're new to RPGs, this might be, or if you don't like RPGs, this might be, you know, what would help you get back into them or into them for the first time. Um, Ryan, how about you? You're not a big RPG guy either. So what did you think about the battling system? I like it a lot, uh, much like Kyle. I like that the you have to keep paying attention to like the audience to see if you don't you know throw an item at you, because right. uh, you can take damage that way. You have to watch to make sure the set doesn't fall on you, because uh, oh, you can yeah. take damage that way. Uh, I, I like though that you can also get an edge on them by damaging them. Uh, so if you see them coming running at you, you can you know hit B real quick to use your hammer on them so you get the quick points you know damage to them right away which will make you know hopefully if it's like a giant group we can at least take out someone almost right away same thing yeah. where you can use coops you can kick coops into somebody or uh i'm trying to think of another character that you can oh you can just jump on them um mm. and then can you yeah. blow them with uh, madame fleury before the combat to get an advantage i don't oh, <laughs> uh but i know you can throw the bomb at uh, at them to explode the fight uh but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, no, I I like that there's also these different uh, systems in the game too, like the badge system, the star power system, how yeah. you can recover some health with the star power system with one of the attacks, the badge system, which will you can, uh, if you want to say I guess like the how you level up, you get after every hundred stars, you get the option if you want to level up your heart your flower power or your, uh, your badges will give you more badge points so you can equip more badges. And then how the badges work is that they will, they can do some, you know, you can set up as an example, there's like a badge that will anytime an enemy attacks you, they're going to take damage. So they're going to be electrocuted. Um, so there's like little setups like that where I liked it a lot that, that I knew if the villain was going to attack me, that they were going to take some damage or mm -hmm. you can, if you're low on health, there's a good chance that they're going to miss you. That was like, that's another badge. So there's all these little unique badges in the game that I think, to me, made it feel much more different than a normal turn-based RPG. I agree completely. Um, and, and like you just mentioned, when you level up, you get the choice of you level up your health or you level up um, your flower points or you level up your badge points. This is kind of a, a common thing in the Paper Mario series, at least the, the first ones, um, and, and Super Mario RPG on, on Super Nintendo. But um, it's tough because you have to decide, do I want 
to use these points to to add more badges, which is sort of lets you customize the game however you want these badges. Um, it's my favorite thing about Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is this badge system, and I wish more games had something very similar. Um, so it's a trade-off. Do I, uh, you know, get the spikes on me so that enemies get hit, or do I increase my health? You know, it's, it's tough, and figuring that out is hard, and I love that about it. Um, how about you, P1? What did you think about that system, the leveling system and the badge system? Fantastic. I instantly switched into Warcraft min-maxing. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, number crunching. So if I level up and I have a badge that gives me 5 HP that only requires 2 badge points, I would take the badge because you get 3 badge points when you level up your badge. So now that I have a free badge point and I can still have the 5 HP that I would have gotten if I had leveled up my HP. So it's like getting a bit of both. Uh, there's another right. one you can get for flower points. I love it. So I would try and bounce it. As long as I had a badge that would do either flower points or, or HP, then my, my choice would go to badges because then I get that extra badge at the end. You could throw stuff on there like the, the hot. So um, that's a term from gaming, uh, heal over time. So uh, <laughs> you're standing there and you're in combat and you're regenerating health automatically so you can put two of those on so that stacks so it procs even more mm. yeah the, it's a fantastic thing so i do like in a lot of rpgs simple leveling up i level up everything gets stronger i loved that this game made you say made you decide because if you're really really good at dodging attacks or at blocking attacks fuck the health points you don't need those stack out my flower <laughs> points i'm walking around doing super smashes with my hammer all day long and bob's your <laughs> uncle you know what I mean? But if you're yeah. not very good at that, you got to max your health points out. So maybe now my combat's going to be more normal attacks. Oh, yeah. So, so good. So many different options. Such a wide variety. Yeah. They did a really, really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, it's it's one of those systems that's it's simple enough that you can get through it if you don't want to get into it. But if you want to get into it, it can get pretty deep pretty quick. Yeah, love it. How about uh, Kyle? How about you? What did you think about the leveling up system and the badge system? Yeah, I enjoyed that pretty well. Um, I Early on, I, I kind of spaced them evenly. Like the first time I leveled up, obviously, I was going to get more heart, you know, hit points. And the second time was more flower points. And the third time was more badge points. So I kept it pretty even uh, up until where I was. I think the last two or three levels, I focused more on the flower points myself because I could carry a couple of like super shrooms, which would give me extra right. health in battle. And I was uh, using a lot of flower point attacks early on. So I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to need them here later because I use those special attacks quite a bit. Um, and the badges, yeah, I agree with um, what we were saying previously with them. They were very useful. I found them pretty varied. I didn't use them like a whole like I didn't pay too much attention to them early on because I found a couple of good ones that I really liked and I stuck with them kind of like that super bounce where you can bounce on a enemy multiple times as long as you keep hitting the right, right. Uh, the A button so I'm like I'm, I'm keeping that because that does <laughs> 6 or 7 damage every time yeah. as long as you can do it right so yeah. I found kind of a, a good good combination of, of badges I didn't want to tinker with them too much so later on I'm mostly focused on the, the flower points but yeah that's a good system I love to see more games uh, use something like that I hear ya having to decide where it goes. I suppose any games, even like Diablo back in the day, you could, you had to put your stat points where you wanted them and you can mess it up 
And I like that about it. And I like that about this game too. You you could mess it up. <laughs> yeah, there's a really place hidden, hidden underground, I think, where you can kind of re redo Reset, your, yeah. your points. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't feel like any of these is a mess up though. If you put an extra yeah. one in flower points, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? It's not game breaking. Mm-hmm. You're not suddenly walking around going, Well, I guess I don't need that bone spear anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know? I have too many flower points, so no. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess you could, if you put them all in flower points, I guess that, that could be bad. <laughs> but yeah, I don't recommend it. Um, the other thing uh, Ryan had I mentioned there for a second was the star power moves. So every time you find a crystal star, you get a new star power move, um, which include getting health back and there's some AOE attacks and things like that. Um, the last one's actually pretty powerful. You attacks everybody for, for quite a bit. Um, but yeah, that's the, the stars that you get. I mean, there's not really much to say there. It's, it's pretty interesting that the audience is how you build it up. And I think we covered that earlier. So you do have that as well. So the crystal stars do serve a purpose and each time it's a new spell. Yeah. It's just, I guess how it works out. Yeah, yeah, and you can hit appeal, which increases it, and it makes the audience cheer for you. And, and yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, well, one thing I wanted say, to cover is when you're. Go ahead, Ren. I was gonna say that are gonna cover how like also when you level up, there's also you level up from being like I think a C level actor to a B level actor to an A level actor. Oh the yeah, stages, I forgot all about it. The stages get bigger and bigger. And that's like yeah. more audience participation into the. I think it's every ten levels, is it that you go up? You might be correct on that one. I I I think yeah. I don't know if there's a higher level than an A level actor, but uh, I, yeah, I always I thought that was neat because the stage just gets bigger and the more people participating. Yeah. Yeah, when you start out, you have this crappy, dingy stage, like the woods all rotten and falling off, and then mm-hmm. it comes, turns into this grand opera, essentially, um, and, and mm-hmm. with fancy seating, and yeah, it's great. I love that about it, because it changes, it, it makes you feel like you're getting stronger, and you're getting better, too, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. And aside from the badge system, too, I also like, you know, I guess it gives you the choice from when you're talking about the combat, too, um, that the A is the more safe route. Where like you can do like a double jump on a guy by hitting correct timing, uh, and it's easier to do that way. But if you attack with the B button for your jump, uh, it's like bigger, does way more damage, but it's harder to time. So it's like a, it's like gives you the choice. Same thing for dodging too. I think it works the same exact way, where you can either take less damage from getting hit if you hit correctly with B, but it's a much harder, harder thing to do. You can. Um, I didn't well, even know that. B instead of A. No, I didn't even know both, that. They, they, they both yeah. they both work, I believe, for receiving less damage. But A is a lot easier to, to you know, to make sure you get hit less. But you'll take you know you'll take slightly less damage. But with B, it's harder to land. But you will take significantly less more damage. I've only oh, used when you're B attacking. for defense. Well, that that would be why you're probably taking more damage to Oh. Uh, so. When you're attacking, though, can you use B to attack? Yeah. There's some some attacks I believe I didn't that are. Even know that. Uh, at least for the jump, that. I believe there's a couple jumps that, that like if you jump and you land with B, I'm almost positive that that's why because I remember I tried it a couple times and I couldn't land it, uh, wow. no matter how hard I tried. But uh, like I said, those are the ones that it's harder, you know, bigger risk, bigger reward. 
Yeah, Man, sense. I knew about the defensive one, but I didn't know you could do B to attack as well. Me neither, me neither. It's not with the hammer that's... attack, that's for sure, but it's for jumps, I believe, for sure. Oh, cool. That's good to know. I'm already learning something new. <laughs> um, what do you think about, uh, as far as the combat goes, when you do successful like super attacks, you get the little uh, slot machine lined up. Did anyone oh, have yeah. fun with that? Or... It's safe. I never it's could do it very well. It saved yeah. my butt a couple times where giving me, like, refresh my health or something in a battle. I got that poison mushroom one all the time. Like, <laughs> I'd say nine times out of ten, it was all three poison mushrooms, and I lost. I think it's half your health and half your everything. Just don't. Oh, I look, hated it. Just get it wrong, then. Because <laughs> you know I the first could. two. Just... So if you see, okay, well, it's two of those, just don't hit it at the start of the song. What do you mean? I could cancel those two? No, just. Offset, don't just don't get anything. You can do you that. Have, yeah, you you have to have three of a kind to get anything. Yes. Yeah. So, and mm-hmm. to get three of a kind, you have to hit your button at the start of that little jingle that plays the song. Um, so when that starts, the, the when that song starts, you hit A and it lines up every time. So just hit it in the middle of the song, and then you'll get poison mushroom, poison mushroom, start, and you'll get nothing. Are you kidding me? You, you can decide how, how it lines up. Yeah, it's. I thought it was it's, random. It's, it's like a roulette wheel, right? Or like a slot machine. Yeah, that sounds random. <laughs> no, when so it's spinning. But if you time it to the music, if you time your button press to the start, because the music's on a loop. If you time it to the start of that loop, it gets three of a kind every time. Oh, I never knew that. This is probably I got, why I was better why... at Parappa as well. This you could be right. P- <laughs> this is why P1 is banned from Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the system, man. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. I got that poison mushroom. So, oh God, I just wish that system wasn't in the game. I hate it so much. You were accidentally lining up three poison mushrooms every time? All the time. All the time. I would say, oh, I don't know. As soon as I seen two poison mushrooms, I knew I was getting it. <laughs> Brian, are you available every month? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, my. Oh, good, because I'm happy to hear that, because I would like to have a co-host that actually uh, finishes the game. <laughs> so next month, uh, me and Ryan will be playing Beyond Oasis. Wait, wait, did you already finish Beyond Oasis, too? Oh, uh, my I had, gosh. I had to, I had You're to. double hired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I, I forgot about that, that roulette system. And I think it's because I didn't want it to be in the game. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. One time I got three normal mushrooms and I was already full health. It was like, wow, thanks. That was awesome. And then I think there's one time where it's actually random or it's not a random, but it's actually, you're going to hit the three mushrooms. And I'm not sure if it's the final boss or if it's one of the bosses but i guarantee it's like every time i hit even when i wasn't trying i hit uh like three three, 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 to you on purpose uh but Hmm. yeah Yeah. that's the one thing i didn't like about this game um was that i never i never was successful with those i could have done with that you gotta gotta be rain man over there i guess to uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right um one thing I want to talk about is when you're getting around in the world of in in Roadport and all over the world, you turn into different paper items to traverse, which is pretty neat. 
Um, the first time that you turn into a paper airplane and you're flying and you realize you're controlling when it goes up and down, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, what did you think of those moments? How about you, Ryan? It's great because, um, I mean, that's how you get to some certain areas and, like, like you might try and be trying to figure out how to uh, get there. And I, I remember, like, there's a couple times where it was, like, frustrating because you – like you might get stumped, but you'll see something like the boat for wherever, like the dock for a boat, and you're like, you know, eventually you're gonna have to get there, uh, but you just have to find the the box that curses you because it's a treasure chest that always warns you to say, hey, let me out here, let me out I here. I, I promise I won't curse you, and then it always laughs at you and it curses you. But the curse, yeah. you know, helps you more than anything. So, you know. yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, mm -hmm. That's right, because. There's the paper airplane, the boat. What else was there? Um, Turn the sideways can... and be paper right. thin. That one didn't make yeah, any sense to me because I'm already paper thin. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you, you can turn sideways turn. and be as thin as a piece yeah. of paper. I'm like, I'm, I'm already as, as, I am a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> there was one you could roll up. Oh, and... oh that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Roll. I forgot all about that one. That's right. Probably the most, least useful, but yeah. There's one where you can jump up really high too. You, you bend down and then you jump up. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool. Just another cool Paper Mario mechanic. Loved it. Uh, the one thing that, I didn't I just, like. I got to stop it because that that part really highlights the dialogue, the writing, and the story. Because like you guys mentioned, yeah. this but this evil entity is trapped in a in a chest, <laughs> and he's like, "Come, you know, come, let me out, Dad. Please help me." And you let him out. And he's like, ah, sucker, every time. And it's yeah. like, this is fun. You know what I mean? I'm going to curse you with the ability to fold up into a paper airplane. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a great curse. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they were we so don't. spot on with, with the dialogue in this game, which is good because yeah, there is were. a fucking lot of it. And yeah, like, well, I think whatever, like eventually after the third or fourth one, you're like, you're just going to curse me, aren't you? And he's like, <laughs> he's always like, no, no, I swear. That was my bad yeah. brother or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're talking about characters in the game. That that could be a good character, too. The the cursing spirits. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Always had a little bit of a, a Metroid style, too, because you see this area like, I don't know how to even get there. And, you know, you get an item later on that you can go back. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember like after elements. I got Madame Fleury, I spent a ton of time running around Roadport just blowing everyone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. P1. Um, <laughs> Low joke number two. <laughs> All right, so what was I going to say? Um, in between acts, in between areas, you have to go and figure out how to get to that. Some of these are annoying some of these were a little dragged on a bit uh particularly going to the moon when you had to go to the moon near the end you had to do you had to go all to a bunch of different places from the, the past from before um i just felt like a drug it out and a lot of these puzzles in between areas at first were great you're like okay i know i had to use my paper airplane I, i've seen the platform board. i'll go to it i know where the dock is i know where to turn into boat those ones are fine but there are other ones that are just like when you have to find um i think it was those mafia guys and you had to like find out how to get to, to the to the key or whatever anyway it was just like i found that drug on a little bit um but that's just me i don't know if anybody agrees with that also i want to talk about the different areas that you end up going to um you start out in rogue port 
And then you go to Petal Meadows, and there's a bunch of places after. Um, I'm just curious which places stood out to you guys, and if and what did you think about doing the puzzles to get to them? Um, I'll start with you, P1. Ooh, so I use a walkthrough. Um, so I haven't oh. had a hard time <laughs> with the puzzles. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, yeah, I, the game this month didn't grab me right away, and I was really struggling to to get into it. Uh, we had talked before RPGs. You need to really be in the mood to to play an RPG, and just for whatever reason, this sure. month I wasn't. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna grab a walkthrough and get through it that way. Um, so uh, the puzzles aren't puzzles for me. It's reading, but uh, <laughs> it's still a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, as far as the, the areas go, I don't think you can beat Rogueport. It's, it is a great hub world, uh, and I, I look forward to going back there every time. Yeah, fair enough. You've, like, the first thing that you see when you go to Rogueport, or it's almost the first thing, is that giant treasure box sitting on top of a high platform. It's right in the center of town. You, like, you can't miss it. And you're looking at it the whole game, and it isn't until almost right at the very end that you get that treasure box. Well, not and that's that, what I think about when in the main plaza, there's a gallows. It's a Mario game, and they got a gallows set up for hanging people. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, Kyle, what did you think about traversing to the new areas, and what area did you like the most, or maybe least? I actually liked the uh, little bit of a puzzles, or the puzzle element going to new areas. I thought that was kind of a, a little bit of a a fun change in the game because you know a lot of it's just combat you know and i thought solving puzzles kind of made it you know i I mentioned going back to areas with new items was a little metroid ish i thought solving the puzzles was a little more zelda ish because now maybe you know you have to do this and that um i did not use a a walkthrough because i'm not a cheater oh Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I did have to look okay. one of them up because I, I wasn't getting it. Um, it was in Twilight Town. Oh, I don't understand, Kyle. You, you literally sure we'll just told us this you weren't a cheater. The, uh, um. the boss battle of that. Yeah. You had to. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had so, to... so are you a cheater or are you not a cheater? Because you, I mean, if you had to look it up, I mean, clearly. <laughs> I I am a ten uh, percent cheater. Well, take it. Well, I, I was, we like those. Some... Hey, you haven't finished this game yet, so you could be more than ten percent here. You could be at least fifteen. <laughs> I, I think I'll, I'll get to the rest of it good, but I I wasn't getting where that boss battle. He took your identity. You had to tell him his name. I, I oh, for some reason I... I, it was going over my head, or maybe it was just a little too late at night. But I just wasn't getting. I'm like. I, how do you do this? So I had to look it up. And I was backtracking through that Twilight Town portion. I remember probably that. three times longer than I needed to be there. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, the I, I liked finding like the hidden things behind Rogueport, and there was a fun diversion in the game. I thought. Yeah, I agree. How about um, how about you, Ryan? Uh, Rogueport, I think, is great. It's a great hub world. Um, repeat P1, what you had to say there. I like the music a lot there, too. Um, and I, I like Glitzville a lot, which is that area where you yeah. had to go, you had to take the blimp in the sky uh, to go and you had to wrestle with the other villains of that town or something because the, the star was attached to the guy's wrestling belt. Um, yeah, that's my favorite villain. part, too. Uh, and I, I kind of like Twilight Town, but I kind of agree with Kyle, though, with the whole... 
uh, oh God, what, what is his name? It's like, it's not Goober or something. It's something like, uh, it's something Duplass. along those lines. Duplass, yeah, yeah. Duplass, uh, yes. But I really like the town for the fact that it's like, the anytime the bell rings, the people get turned into pigs. Uh, yeah. It. So it's like, those ones really stick out to me a lot. Uh, besides, I guess, well, I can say maybe the, not the moon level so much, but I, I like whatever when Peach was on the moon for her parts of the story. Mm-hmm. So that, those ones really stick out to me the most. Well, and I guess I, I kind of like uh, the train ride to, uh, is it Plossy Heights? Plossy? Pushy Heights? Poshly Heights. Poshly yeah. Heights. I thought that was really... Even though it's like a, it's like a three day mission or something like that, because like, it takes like three days to get there. I like the story that's going on there, um, that things are disappearing on the train, people are getting their stuff stolen. Uh, I I really like that little area too. That one stands out to me too. Yeah, that was yeah, like a, a, a mystery. That. Yeah, it was nice. Fun side characters like and fun side characters in that one and in Glitzville. Like when you're in the mm-hmm. locker rooms, you meet some fun. Yeah, characters. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, Glut, yeah, Glutzfeld is probably the highlight, quite honestly. I'm like, there needs to be more of this. I agree. When I think of this game, that's the place I think of first. I don't know why. I just, it stood out the most to me, I guess. Um, I did not like yeah, the moon. I liked the base on the moon. I liked the peach parts on the moon. I didn't like running around on the moon. It was really slow and those really hard rock guys that had a lot of defense. Didn't like the moon part very much. Uh, the Palace of Shadow was pretty cool, though. That's the very last. That's behind the Thousand Year Door is the Palace of Shadow. Uh, that's pretty cool, too. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we talk about the places. I guess we can talk about the bosses in those places and what, what ones we liked and which ones we didn't like. Um, yeah, why not? I'll start with you, Kyle. What, what did you? What was your favorite bosses? Which ones stood out? Which ones were the hardest for you or which ones were the easiest, maybe, too? Rockhawk, man. Yeah. <laughs> From Glitzville. Uh, I liked him quite a bit. Um, yeah, just that whole Glitzville portion with a lot of the uh, characters that you fight are, are um, probably my least favorite. What Dupless from <laughs> from Twilight Town? He, yeah, he yeah. takes you know he takes your identity. That was that was a good twist because I didn't see that coming. When you're Dupless, yeah. when you're fighting him, you think, oh, this actually is kind of a short chapter because he weren't in the chapter a whole a whole lot and you're fighting the boss battle and right. you find that he does a move near the end of the game where he turns into like a shadow mario but it's really you so i thought that was a good good twist but that was good the only way you could get to fighting him again was to find out his name and uh that was a, a pain in the butt i, I maybe i'm <laughs> stupid i just wasn't getting it i was typing in all sorts of names when you when he asked you, I was typing in Mario or the save. I was typing in Kyle, my save file name. Ah. Um, what was the uh, name of the castle? I typed in that castle name. But uh, it was creative because you couldn't actually type in his name if you wanted to because the letter P was missing from the. Uh, right. Yeah, that, so that was that was memorable. Not very yeah. fun, but memorable. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and actually, he shows up later on, too. He's the one that tricks you into opening up the thousand-year door. He no, turns into Professor Frankly, who we didn't mention earlier. He's just one of the uh, – he's a wise old Goomba in town that sort of helps you along. He uh, turns into him and says that he's just seen Princess Peach going through the thousand-year door and tricks you into opening it. 
Um, so he does serve another purpose later on, that dupless. Uh, I hate him even more now. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. um, Actually, the only one so right. far I had a lot of trouble with was the uh, the skull. I forget his name right off hand, but in Chapter 5, the pirate. Oh, yes, I forget his name, too. Well, uh, that was really the only one I had troubles with. I had to go back and fight him a couple times, actually. He was a cool fight. He was probably the most menacing looking. I mean, I guess there's Gloom Tail, but yeah, he was pretty menacing looking. Um, yeah, but they're all fun. Yeah, they all have their own little quirks, and they're all fun. I agree completely. Um, I remember the first time I fought Grotus. He was tough in the machine thing that he was in, like the Gundam that he was in or whatever it was. That part was pretty tough. Um, but I don't remember ever really – like this game, It's it has some parts that are a little bumpy, but nothing really that's really that tough. This is a good RPG, I think, entry RPG for anybody, I think. Um, so don't be uh, you know put off by anything that sounds challenging because you'll get through it no, matter, no, no problem. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Bosses that you um, did not like. Kyle, just to answer your question, because I had to look it up because I couldn't remember myself. It was Cortez is the skull pirate. Ah, uh, oh, yes. the ghost skull pirate. So, yeah, he was. He, uh, but he I kind of like coming back to life. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like five levels of attack at you too. So he's he's kind of tricky. Uh, but if you can find one of your characters that can, I think I use a lot of the star damage to attack him to to take him down. Um, I really like Hooktail a lot. I like that. There's a little like. And it took me a while to figure figure it out too with him that like because I think I missed the, the the initial text that he gets sick to his stomach by the sound of crickets because he's disgusted by like crickets he so it makes him sick right. so if you have the badge which costs like I believe zero badge points uh, and you use it in battle he will deliver less damage to you and because he gets sick in the battle so like if you hit him with the hammer or jump on him he gets sick so he starts taking more damage and he's, delivering less damage to you so i, I kind of i like the little talk between mario and him and that one i mean rock hawk i think was great um and yeah I, I, those two i think to me stand up the most in probably uh cortez mm-hmm. yes um i agree with this with that hook tail battle um and when you fight gloom tail later on which ends up being his or her brother um, I thought that was pretty cool too. Good, good tie back, um, and I like both of them. They're both huge, giant dragons, so you know, fun, fun to fight. Um, Does Gloomtail? How about you? Oh, so, oh sorry. I was this? I was gonna say. I remember with Hooktail, what he does is he eats like half the audience, or something like that, to regain oh, back yeah, his life. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't remember if Gloomtail does that. I, I think so, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. I'm trying to think. I think. Oh, I can't remember. Um, we'll just say yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. And the fact that, the, <laughs> that one of them, anyway, eats the audience to gain life is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty yeah. neat. Didn't Cortez um, do that as well? You, like, sucked him up it, or something? It might be a common uh, boss I think thing. Lord, I don't know. Lord Clump, Lord Clump might, because he's got that machine that sucks was sucking people up, I think, to give oh, back yeah. a more life. Because I know after the Cortez battle, there's still a little bit more in that chapter where you do fight uh, one of the ex knots again on the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. That might be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because you think back and you're looking at all these old bosses and they're really interesting. All of them sort of stand out on their own. Pretty neat. Um, 
one. How about you? So far, I've only fought two bosses and one mini boss. I'm currently working my way okay. through the arena in Glitzburg. Um, okay, yeah. Or Glitzville, sorry. So uh, I fought Hooktail, I fought um, the Gundam, and I fought uh, uh, Bowser in the arena. Hooktail, gotcha. a lot of fun. The mechanics, all of the bosses are, though. I like them because they're different. They use the same mechanics in the game. I'm looking forward to fighting more of them. I couldn't pick a favorite right now. And there's also, I think, I was trying to think, when does Blooper, was Blooper before that, the, the big squid? I have not yet fought Blooper. Okay, never mind then. Um, I thought maybe yeah. he was before that, but I'm not no, sure. I no, I have not fought Blooper. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, like you just said, they're all pretty memorable. Um, even from the start, it's it's uh, they all stand out. I liked fighting the Siren Sisters. Um, or sorry, I fought yeah, them too. Called, sorry, sorry, yeah, that's. I guess that's uh, okay. a mini bus. They reminded me of the three sisters from Final Fantasy IV. Um, yeah, me too. Mindy, Cindy, and I, can't remember the I don't know name. any of them. You, you done, you done good. Actually, <laughs> Cindy, Mandy. Anyway, um, yeah, that that was a fun fight, and I liked the the dynamic between them ahead of time, how they were talking, and they were trying to. Yeah. they were sent there to find Mario to steal the map, but they couldn't find the picture of Mario <laughs> to know what he looked like. So then you show up, and you they're like, "We well, get out of here. We're trying to do something." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty fun. Love that. Love that. Okay. Yeah, they were great great characters as well. Yeah, definitely. And then one of them and one of them ends up joining you, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, a cute one. I think she has an interesting story behind her too. Is she I think she she ends up not being a she? Is that a thing? Oh. Was that this I, game? I don't remember it, that part in this, this game. I remember that. She, I think you might have jumped that part. I just remember that she can pull you into the ground and set people on fire, and then they'll continuously take burn attacks with her. She was just she was just like the the mess up by thinking of the family, or at least her two sisters. Her the older sister always blamed her, uh, so she was always like taking the, the blunt of. The, the insults from the, her two sisters. True, that's true. Yeah, she always was oh, the uh, the butt of the joke. Um, I don't know where I I read that, <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe it wasn't her. It might have been one of the other sisters. Nonetheless, uh, um, yeah. Like those three, I think that's probably that stood out to me. Oh, the Shadow Queen, the the last fight. Oh my God, what a cool fight! Like, what a creepy looking villain. You know what I mean? That this to show up in a Paper Mario game, I was blown away by that. And the fact that you had to fight Princess Peach, like that was amazing. Probably my favorite boss fight of all the Paper Marios that I played. Yeah, that was a really tough boss battle too. I thought that one. uh... It was tough. That one, I definitely had to resort to a guide because I was getting beyond frustrated in how to properly properly take her out. I could figure out most boss battles how to do it, but that one, because she has got so much life, too, and her three attacks uh, do at least, uh, at least I want to say, um, 30 damage, you know, at the minimum. Mm-hmm. If she lands her I attacks used, on you. Uh, I mean, I had a ton of healing items at that point, 
But I use I didn't mm-hmm. and I didn't notice this until halfway through the game that Goombella's one of her uh, special moves is to give you another move. So oh, I, didn't know that. I was just using my strongest attack. Yeah, I was using my strongest attack. Then it would switch to Goombella, and she would give me another turn, and I would just use my strongest attack again. So before I knew it, I, I had her down, but she was really hard. Um, but yeah, what a cool special move. That I, I wish I had known earlier that she had. Yeah, I wish I would have known that period. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, it's uh, good. I, it's good. I guess we could talk about it, I guess, real quick. I want... Um, because I used her just to get the life bar for her tattle attack, which will tell you uh, how much life she's got. So I would use that, uh, which I think eventually helped me. And I use that till her life gets low, which then I would swap her out for uh, Vivian because Vivian can do the fire damage to her. And when yeah. she's getting ready to do her one attack where she sends her mini hands, uh, that constantly it's a big horde of it. I don't know how you can dodge that attack. Uh, so yeah, it's I would, hard. I just hit a random. <laughs> So I, if I knew that was coming, I would have Vivian pull me into the ground so I wouldn't take any damage. And That's then when Vivian, when Vivian went away, then I used Madame Flurry to uh, suck the life out of her. Uh, and then because that would that, would, and then that would rejuvenate her life. So that was like the three forms of like attack besides strong hammer and jumping on, on the uh, shadow boss. Anyway, that's the bosses. Let's talk a bit about the, the pit of 100 trials uh which i did not get through um pretty cool concept though you just go from level to level defeating enemies and you get items along the way and if you get to all 100 at the very bottom there's bone tail which is the oldest brother of Hooktail and gloomtail so it's another dragon but this one's a skeleton one uh did anybody do the pit i tried it uh i want to say i got i did about an hour in and then I started running out of too much health, and I started worrying because eventually I think I got to a point, either around level 40 or level 50, where it said you can leave uh, right yeah. now. And I was worried about losing everything that I gained <laughs> because there's a lot of good badges I picked up along the way uh, and yeah. key items uh, that really helped me throughout the game. But I was thinking, it, I, I, at first I thought it was just a joke being called 100 Trials, and then I realized <laughs> after after about an hour, no, there probably is 100, 100 Trials on here. And then... Uh, right. Yeah, I know there's a couple times it gives you the option where you can skip a pipe or you can skip a level or something like that. But uh, I just kept going the same same one till I ran low on life and uh, I had a bail. Yeah, I love that. I love when RPGs do this. I know Lufia too has one similar as well. I love that the the challenge of going through this hundred level thing. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I also didn't make it all the way through though. You know, it's one of those things that if. If I go back, I might do it the next time I play this, but I doubt it. But it's cool. It's cool that it's in there. Um, P1 or Kyle, did you guys find this? It's I think it's uh, it's like on the very bottom under Roadport, other than the I, door. I have not yet. I do intend to give it a shot uh, at some point. Right on. It was yeah. suggested yeah, cool. in my walkthrough that I wait till I'm a higher level. I'm only like level yeah. eight or nine right now. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, is there anything else gameplay-wise you guys want to cover before we get into the graphics? Can I, can I just ask, what, what was your base? I know we kind of talk about a little bit, but what was everyone's way of heavy on badge? I know I think you guys mentioned heavy on badge, but uh, for me, I was heavy hard at first until I got about level, uh, like 30 heart points, and then I started switching because I started. I didn't find too many good badges at first. 
Uh, and then after I discovered like a couple of really helpful badges, I started going heavy on the badges. Badges, uh, and then I think I barely put any flower points in onto my character. Uh, and towards the end, that really kind of probably kicked me in the butt towards the end. Uh, but for most of the game, I want to say probably ninety percent of the game, that was like um, a formula that worked great for me, where I was like walking through the game pretty easily because I had a good amount of health and a good amount of you know badge points. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I think I ended up with. It was like 75 or 80 health, but that might have been with my badges. And then I um, had 25 flower points and 24 badge. Does that sound like a like it would be right? Those numbers. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about I right. I, I had about, I think, 65 heart. Uh, OK, and when I think I had about 38 badges and Whoa, that was a lot of badges <laughs> yeah i i really i went because i kept finding really good ones that were like uh <laughs> don't take any damage from jumping on a spike guy or you know like uh don't yeah. take any damage don't get burnt you know you won't get burnt attack you know you won't get uh whatever electrocuted right, right. so it's like get, skip stacking them up uh yeah, but then like good. and i found like then i wouldn't i, I hate i guess the flower point system because i hate like having to lose those like you know like for those <laughs> attacks where uh, yeah. I rather just, I guess, I don't know. That to me it was just became one of those points where where you burn through them real too quick uh, with the yeah. attacks. <laughs> um, I had that badge that was tattle like all the time, like you could see their health the entire mm -hmm. time. Uh, I loved that badge, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it didn't require much, I don't think. So it was just like having tattle on all, all the time. Um, man, I love those badges. How about you, P one? How how were you leveling out your uh, stats? Like I said, I'm keeping it sort of. Uh... If I have a badge that gives me health and flower points, then I go badges because those are usually two, and then I gain the extra. I'm at 30 health right now and 18 flower points, and I want to say 12 badges, 16 badges. Okay. No. Somewhere around there. <laughs> okay, that's all right. We, we get it. It sounds like we all kind of do the same thing. How about you, Kyle? I think I, I mentioned uh, earlier that I kept uh, everything pretty even. Like every time I'd level up, right. I just That's do right. two, one after the other. Uh, but lately, I've been putting more, uh, more toward the uh, flower points because I enjoy using those attacks quite a bit. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, we try to keep pretty even. I think I, I'm on the, the train stage right now. I got like 30 or 35 health and about as many flower points actually. Wow, but I need to cool. I need to get some more some more badge points. I think that will be useful, getting close to the end of the game here. So, I have that's awesome. I have one question: What are the star shards for? So I know the st the, the shine sprites or sprite shines, whatever they are, are mm -hmm. for leveling up your your side chick. What are yep. the the star shards for? Because I have tons of them. Um, someone can sell you badges with those, I believe. Yeah, you can eventually. There's there's a guy in guy in the sewers that will sell you badges, so you don't have to worry about finding them. Uh, you can also, I believe, use them to to change if you don't like your proportions, right? I think, or is that something else? Where if you don't like the balance on a character, you can uh, make them stronger. Or is that the shines? The shines are the ones that do that, right? They they level up your character stronger. Right. Uh, yes. I gotta, I gotta yeah, but the stars badge vendor. Mm -hmm. Down in the base, down in the sewer. Yeah, some good stuff. I think there's some health ups, and I think there might be a power up. I think from that as well. So is that it for gameplay? Anything else anybody wants to mention before we get into graphics? All right. What was everyone's favorite uh, star power? 
Um, I I mostly just use the health ones. There's a feast. Yeah, and the uh, second one. The second yeah. one, right? Yeah, I think that's throw, feast. Where you throw like whatever like little targets and try to avoid the green mushrooms. Yeah, that's the By one. The way, and I, I, I always hit those green mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate uh, green mushrooms. I think there was another one where you keep if you time it. Like you'll do damage to everyone on the ground. Uh, I use that one yep. a few times too. Where like the, more, I think it's called. the more the more you perfectly hit the the timing on it, you will uh, do more and more damage to everybody. Those are the yeah, two. Each I star use. just gets so huge mm-hmm. on the yeah. screen. Yeah, that was probably the more useful one. The um the very last one was really strong. What, do you remember the name of it, Ryan? I forget the name of that. that Not off the top of my head, I can't. Um, it's very similar to Earthquake, whereas it damages everybody, but I think Earthquake only damages ground units, whereas this damages everybody. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was called Supernova. That's what it was, Supernova. Yes. Uh, super, pretty strong. Um, but yeah. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it for gameplay then. So with that said, let's get into the graphics, which stand out for most of the Mario RPG games, especially the Paper Mario ones. Um, this one is no exception. It uses a 2-slash-3D graphic style. Everything's in paper. That's uh, pretty cool. Um, so let's talk about it. Is there any... Uh, this is where we can talk about any favorite level design or character designs that you liked. And what did you think about the paper style graphic in general? Uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. I mean, I think it still holds up to this day. Uh, it looks it looked fantastic, you know, playing this game to this day. It looks like, you know, uh, to me, it looked like a good uh, game that come out today and you would still be perfectly fine. I, I don't think it looks too much different, probably, from uh, the new one that came out. Uh, True. <laughs> it, it looks it doesn't look dated. It looks great. Um, I, li- I like, uh, I guess I would say for favorite enemy, enemy design, maybe Dupless. I, I kind of like just like yeah. the dumb bed sheet over his head, basically, you know, and maybe a party hat. <laughs> I think he had on a yeah, yeah, party hat on. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, like I, I guess I like that too when you see Hooktail because he's you know that paper form, but you can yeah. see see the angle uh, that like whatever <laughs> it's like two pieces of paper going into whatever to give that angle the three D effect when he looks right, at you straight yeah. on. Uh, yeah, like, uh, and I guess I guess maybe the Shadow Queen. She she looked pretty cool uh, for God, yeah. yeah. That Shadow Queen, love, love that graphic. It's so creepy, so creepy for a Mario game. Mm-hmm. And Possessed Peach, I also love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, th- I agree. The art style it ages perfectly. It's, it's it's it doesn't try to be realistic, and because of that, it'll hold up forever. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle, how about you? Yeah, I'm probably gonna be in the same boat. There, I'm gonna pull a, a P1 and, and mention uh, having those kind of 2d cartoony graphics i think will hold up very well over time uh versus yeah. you know some of the 3d ones at the time because i know some of them kind of get a little rough and don't age as well but when you have a game that looks like this it's like well this is, this is how it's meant to look and mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was very colorful and you don't see too many games like that nowadays it's all like puke green and poopy brown colors and grays <laughs> yeah so yeah it was, I think that's it's a nice yeah, I, I think it's what it's called, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I love the all the 2D elements I, when you were on the boat for the very first time just getting to the rogue port and it literally flips around on screen and goes back the other way. You knew you were in for something pretty fun. Yeah. The only yeah. time that I did have a little bit of an issue with sort of the uh, depth perception. I was trying to get into some pipes that were in the distance and I'm like, oh, no, yeah. I, I had trouble getting into them or, or making a jump. It looks like something should be right aligned with how you would jump, but it would end up being closer to you on the screen. So mm-hmm. few times I had some trouble with sort of the depth perception. But uh, I, I have a few times like that, too. Oh, I ended up in the water quite a few times during that <laughs> uh, that fifth chapter when you're on the deserted island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> but yeah, right, just how uh, it looks and folding up and being able to go 2D. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All of the above. I agree. The, the way that they use the paper, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, P1, how about you? I, th- I think next to... Uh, sprites and then possibly like a cell shading. This is my favorite style of graphics. It looks, mm. as everybody has said, amazing. It looks the way today as it looked 10 years ago, as it's going to look in 10 years. But what I really liked with this was the depth they used. So some of the pipes you go down, you go into the background. Yeah. And it adds this extra dimension to the game. And it just looks so good. They did such a good job. The character designs are all so unique. You could tell instantly, even something as simple as Goombella having uh, like a, a little bow tie or a little bow thing that she's wearing. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Jolene at uh, at uh, the arena place has a little flip of hair oh, yeah. from underneath the uh, the toad hat. Yep. It's so good. It's it's gorgeous. It's if you anything, just go look at some gameplay of this because it looks incredible. Yeah, you you definitely be smitten right from the start, and, and and I love that we've played Color Splash, which came out years later, um, and it just looks so much better. <laughs> like just well, the character so, design. Like this series, it's commonly said that Thousand Year Door is the height of the series. Well, that's yeah. fine because as long as you have an N sixty four and a GameCube, you could play the first one and the second one forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in all honesty. If they show up on the virtual console, you wouldn't be able to even tell, I don't think, that this was a GameCube yeah. game, Vice being a Switch game. You know? True. True. Indeed. And yeah, that's, that's not a good just point. because the Switch is so underpowered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for graphics. Is there anything else? I mean, it's probably the most standout feature of the game, um, I'd say, is the graphics. Uh, and that's that what it's uh, for. Add to what what P one said about going into the background of some of these stages. Mm-hmm. It'd be I, I would actually like to see this game kind of remade or ported to the 3ds. I think it would be a great feature. Oh, yeah, good point. Add I can see that. 3DS. It's too bad that the series didn't continue like the first two in the series. I don't know. I, I liked the Wii one, but it was a different game. It was it wasn't this. I mean. I guess if you want to, I guess the only thing I, I will try to defend it now, I haven't played the Wii version or mm-hmm. Sticker Star or Color Splash. Uh, the first two, the, uh, from from my experience of the game, which is 64 and Thousand Year Door, those two games are pretty much the same for gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. 
now they probably tried changing making something different so people wouldn't say oh it's just another paper mario game so they took a chance and probably tried mixing it up for the other games but it ultimately didn't end up you know helping the game basically or making the game better right uh i mean this is just the thing right. i guess it's, you swing and miss sometimes but you know like i i don't have a That's problem true. with you know the gameplay or how it looks from the the first two games in the series yeah no i agree completely um it's definitely the the like P1 said, it's the pinnacle of of the Paper Mario games. And I think it rivals Super Mario RPG on Super Nintendo because I love both of those games. And it's tough for me to decide which one I like more. So that just shows how good this game is. We're talking about graphics right now, not uh, your overall thoughts. <laughs> All right, you're right. I mean, you'll notice Ryan was able to stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> good point. My mistake. Uh, let's talk about the soundtrack. Um, were there any memorable tracks? What did you think about it overall? Any standout sound effects, like uh, the sound of your hammer hitting somebody or something? Or, or you know what? Maybe when that stage prop falls down and slams on you. Gotta hate that. Um, also, there was no voice acting. Do you like that or do you not like that? Uh, we'll start with you, Kyle. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, the only track that I remember fondly is just the... Uh, Theme when you're in Rogueport it had kind of mm -hmm. a, a fun little loop to it. Um, yeah. With the other areas, uh, aside from Twilight Town, which had kind of had an eerie atmosphere, I like that one quite a bit. But I'm a huge Halloween buff, so um, I, nothing was too memorable. Like you, you know, with Mario, typical Mario music, every game has like a lot of great tracks that you're always humming long after you play it. But I didn't really feel that with the music in this game. Um, a lot of times I was just listening to other things while I was playing the game. So a lot of my soundtrack was actually Bill and Joe from SDC. I was catching up on their podcast. So <laughs> nice. probably not the best person to ask for, for this one. I think we are. I think you were <laughs> the best person. <laughs> just kidding. Ryan, what did you think? Uh, I know repeat. you like some. I want to repeat a little bit what Kyle said here. I like Rogueport's theme a lot. Um, the Twilight, uh, Twilight uh, Village, it's called, or Twilight Town. Uh, I like that okay. one's theme a lot. The, the little creepy noise to it. Um, I, I also like the little things too, like when Mario gets an email from Princess Peach, and it's like the Mario World theme oh, kicks yeah. in, and he pulls out his little uh, what cell phone, but the Game Boy SP. You know, uh, I like the just kicks in like that's his little text message that he gets. Yeah, the Mario. Um, I mean, the little voice message you get, like the, the Mario noises. You get the oh, and, you know, uh, you know, yes. You always get the, like, the little yeah. Mario noises. Uh, yeah. But I, I can understand probably why it's not as memorable uh, for some of the tracks. But I, I always kind of remember every village had a song that fit the environment that I was in. Um, yeah. It just it might not be. I almost wonder if it comes into the play like maybe like a Mario game where you play the same levels over and over again and they stick in your head more. Uh, but this is a different kind of thing where you're here and then you're gone. Uh, but the two like that stand out to me the most, like I said, are probably Rogueport and Twilight Town. Yep, I, I, I can agree with that, uh, especially the Rogueport theme. I, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it is because you're there the most and that's why why it's stuck with us the most. Um, yeah, that's a great point. But yeah. Hmm. Uh, P1, how about you? I couldn't uh, name any of the songs. They don't mean anything to me. Um, I'm in Glitzville right now, and I guess I like it. Um, <laughs> but that's... I couldn't even name the Rogueport song, to be honest with you. If you put it on right now, I wouldn't recognize it. 
but something what do you, that I... uh go ahead no you please ask your question i was gonna say what do you think about they're not being voice acting that doesn't bother me i don't mind reading my favorite game doesn't have voice acting um <laughs> i agree neither does mine <laughs> you know uh, i i'm not i can read all day long that's fine i don't need to <laughs> In my head, they sound the way I want them to sound. As soon as you put a voice actor on there, they will forever mm-hmm. sound different from what I hear. Unless Matthew Mercer does everybody. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. Make that happen. It's uh, What I wanted to talk about, though, is the fight against Hooktail. You get mm-hmm. a zero-point uh, badge that changes the sound effects of your attacks. And as you're going through the castle... Uh, and you're talking to people, one of them says there's something in the castle that um, will, the mouse tells you, there's something in the castle that will help you against the fight you needed against him. And it changes the sound effect of your hammer or your jump, I can't remember which, to a cricket. And Hooktail hates the sounds of crickets. So every time you use that attack, mm-hmm. he has a dialogue response to it and it makes the fight easier. And I love that they incorporated that because you could have very easily missed that. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that they put it in there because there's other ones that change the sound effects afterwards for your attacks and stuff. And they mixed in because it's so easy to look at badges and go, okay, I need to do more damage. I need to do more specials. But to change just the way it sounds and have that affect the fight, that was a great, great touch. They did a really good job. It was a really intelligent system to include in the in the fight. Yeah, that's a good point. And it sounded like a cricket. <laughs> That's some good sound design. <laughs> I'm a little upset that um, one didn't even get an oh boy. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even hear. I didn't even get it. I still didn't even it process an, it. It was an intelligent system to incorporate in the combat. I heard it. In, intelligent that's, systems. That's definitely not a no boy. <laughs> that's more like an oh no. <laughs> Those jokes have to be explained. Oh, I'll give you an oh boy. I got to get, I gotta get right in the pop filter for that one. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. I like you guys. I don't I I don't it doesn't stand out to me. I don't know. I don't know. It it was there. It was okay. I did not like it, that's for sure. Um I found the sound effects more memorable than the soundtracks themselves. Um yeah. Okay. That's the sound. Any other sound things you guys want to mention before we wrap it up? I think that's it. All right, let's get into our overall thoughts. Did you like the game? Would you recommend it to others? If not, what would you need to have changed to recommend it to others? Um, let's start with Ryan. Uh, I really, really like the game a lot. Uh, it, it makes me debate because I haven't played 64, Paper Mario 64, in a long time. To, to know if it's better than 64, I think it's got to be close to it. If anything, I really had a good time with it. Um, there's all like those it's little good. things that there's a lot of like I said like the boss battles with like Hooktail or what's it called Hawk Talk or whatever his name is Hawk Flock or uh, Rock Talk Flo- Flock go. Talk I think it's Flock, Flock Talk there you Rock go. great show I can't tell you best boss you know. best boss Miles that guy is smart I will tell you uh, yeah. but uh, no I really enjoyed the game um, for recommending to others I don't know if I could recommend it to someone who's probably uh, full-on plays a whole bunch of RPGs. Uh, 
because this game is probably a little simpler. Um, but for me, someone who's not a big fan of turn-based RPGs, I really enjoyed it. So maybe if you're like interested in playing RPGs or new to them, this is, I think, a great launching point. So if you're someone like that, I would really recommend it to, to someone like that. Um, as myself, like I said, I really enjoyed this game, and I'm glad I finally got to complete it, courtesy of the Cartridge Club. Nice. Yeah, happy to hear it. And that's a good point. I think it is a good entry level RPG. If you're not a big fan of RPGs, give this one a shot. You, you might be surprised. Um, Kyle, how about you? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of uh, not a huge huge fan of RPGs, so I gave it a shot, and I was pleasantly surprised. Good. Um, <laughs> like I said, I kind of like the RPGs that are a little bit quirky and have a little bit of di- you know bring something different to the table. And I thought this one did very well. I was a fan of the uh, Super Mario RPG, and it reminded me a lot of that. So, um, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Considering with the GameCube library, there's not a ton of must-haves on the GameCube. There's definitely a lot, but uh, I think this one would be one of the must-haves for the GameCube, Um, especially if you're a Mario fan or an RPG fan. I think it works for both parties. And, uh, yeah, I definitely will continue to play this and finish it. Um, and probably maybe even check out some of the other Paper Mario games as much. I liked it quite a bit. So definitely gets Good. a recommendation from the, if you're newer into RPGs or if you're, you know, like I said before, someone like me who's not all that into them, I think uh, this one's unique enough that it works pretty well. That's a good point. And yeah. And if you're listening and you are a big fan of RPGs, it is unique enough that even though it's not as hardcore, it's funny. It's it's entertaining. You will have a good time with it. So it's really for everybody um, in that sense. So whether you like RPGs or not, give it give it a try is, is, is essentially what it's coming down to here. Um, P1. And like, uh, and, and like oh, Super Mario RPG uh, is filled with great characters that we'll probably never see again in any Mario <laughs> game. Yep. Sad but true. <laughs> no, Gino. I'm holding um, up for the uh, oh. Miss Flurry Amiibo. Madame Flurry Amiibo? Or Madame Flurry, whatever. Oh. So, uh, That's all right. <laughs> You're up, Ian. I do agree with Ryan and Kyle that this game is for people who are uh, un- not fans of RPGs or new to RPGs, but I, I disagree with Ryan that it wouldn't be entertaining for an RPG fan. Um, and that's just because as an RPG fan, there is a lot of depth here with the platforming, with the puzzles, with the combat. The combat is so fulfilling. So I think even if you are a fan of RPGs, there is a lot here for you. Like you said, Mark, um, a fan of RPGs, new to RPGs, somewhere in the middle, this game has a lot to offer. Uh, easily, easily a must buy on the GameCube. So good that it has pushed Paper Mario for the N64 to the top of my buy list. That will be the next retro game that I buy. Um, nice. Which actually will be close to wrapping. That'll leave me with only a few games left for my N64. But it's moved up above other games that I was I was really looking forward to getting. Um, it's it's a fantastic game. I had I am I had fun with it, even when I wasn't feeling like playing it. I, at one point, I said to Musty Hobbit, we were talking about it because Musty had the same issue with me. It just didn't grab him. And I was like, I love the graphics. I love the fighting. I love the story. I love all of this game. I mean, 
I don't hear any of the music, but I love all of this game. I don't <laughs> know why it's not grabbing me. I'm going to keep going at it. And uh, it's it's fun. I'm going to play it into next month. I definitely, definitely recommend this game to anybody who hasn't played it. Yeah, I would say well that it's it's a full recommendation. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds like it from all of us. Yeah. So there you go. If you haven't played it, hopefully you didn't listen to this. <laughs> but you should you, go play you, it now. <laughs> do you like it more than uh, Mario Sunshine? <laughs> That's a hard... Uh... I think if you go back and listen to the Mario Sunshine podcast, (laughs) you'll get a better idea of how I feel about the two of them compared. (laughs) Yeah, this and Vex are the two must-buys for for GameCube. Okay, so let's get into the uh, three-word reviews. Yeah, Uh, so every month with the show, what we do, we we like to have three-word reviews for the games. So if you played along with us, or if it's just a game that you have played in the past... You can have your three-word review uh, included in the show. You can either do that via Twitter or the forums, um, Facebook. Send us an email, anything at all. The, the only the only caveat is that it has to be three words. So for this month, uh, while my family screams at each other, we're going to go through the guests and hear their three-word reviews, and then we'll do our own. We actually didn't get any on Twitter, most likely due to the fact <laughs> that the reminder tweet came out hours before the show. So, I know, we always forget. <laughs> Yeah, we're not very good at planning. Um, yeah, so actually, Ryan, though? if you wouldn't mind putting your Beyond, Beyond Oasis one up after the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. that way we have it for next month. <laughs> It'd be really good if we had a co-host who could remember to ask for those things on Twitter. What's, what's the hashtag just, for that again, go ahead guys? Get the three-word reviews. Oh, yeah, it's so hashtag CC. Well, wait, do you know, Sean? You hashtag CC3WR. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, what did you tell us your three-word review? Uh, my three-word review is best GameCube Mario. Hmm. I like it. Mm. Kyle, yours. That's fair. Ah, boy. I'm going to go with this paper rocks. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like see that. what I did there? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good one. Mark, your three-word review. Uh, best paper Mario. Ooh, that's a bull statement. I'm just gonna say flat out best in class because I feel like this is probably the best RPG on the GameCube, possibly the best RPG of that generation. I'm looking at you, PS2. Um, yeah, best in class. That's my answer. Wow, that's a that's a that's a deep statement. <laughs> I can't think of another now i don't have a ton of experience with the ps2 dreamcast xbox uh i guess nice to do republics on that list but uh i'm gonna go ahead and say that paper mario easily the best turn-based rpg of that generation huh. all right bold Maybe. statement yeah i'm gonna I stick like to it, it. i, I like make it. a lot of bold statements anyway so i'll stick to that one <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, fair enough yeah um i want to thank you for listening to the show uh, it's always makes us feel really nice to know that the community is so, uh, so so embraced the game of the month and playing along, and we're looking forward to continued many more years of P two and I uh, choosing games that half of you hate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to thank our guests for being here tonight. 
Uh, so, Ryan, I know it was short notice getting you on the show, so I really appreciate you helping us out. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for selecting this game because it was on my backlog for quite some time, and I really wanted to beat this game. So thanks a lot for choosing this one. And like I said, I do recommend this to everyone, basically. Well, I hope everyone gives it a shot at least. Um, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at It's Rocket Sauce. I have a YouTube channel with very little content, but like I said, I hope to add to it this year. Uh, let's just search in YouTube at It's Rocket Sauce. Not at It's Rocket Sauce. It's Rocket Sauce. And uh, if you want to join uh, the Hangouts every Tuesday uh, on either Musty or uh, Paul Cartridge Canucks channel, I'm usually there. So uh, that's where you can find me. Excellent. Kyle, thank you for joining us. You had actually reached out to us and said, hey, I did Sunshine. I want to wrap up my GameCube Mario uh, Odyssey. Let me uh, let me get in on this. We were happy to have you, so That's thank great. you for being here. <laughs> yeah, no, again, thanks for having me. It's always uh, a good time, you know, on my favorite podcast. And yeah, like uh, Ryan said, hopefully everyone gets a chance to play this game. I know it's right now only on the GameCube, so, and it's not even super easy to find, but hopefully some people get a chance to find it and play it, I think. We'll be good. Yeah, that's that's a good point. We didn't mention that it is a little pricey. You definitely are paying the the Nintendo tax for this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, go ahead and let people know where they can get your podcast and your Twitter and everything. Oh yeah, once again, yeah, uh, YouTube. Um, just game time with Kyle. Just looking at uh, lots of video games and video game consoles and stuff like that. Uh, Twitter at Kyle underscore three two five underscore. I can kind of get a lot of my info from there and and. Uh, like Ryan, I'm on the uh, CC Hangouts at least once a month or so. So you might find me there once in a while. Always a good time, though. I enjoy those. So hopefully to see more people on there. Yeah. Cool. Definitely, Jeff. Kyle. Yep. Right, also so in the are... CC forums. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, there. where can we find those forums? <laughs> oh, well, cartridgeclub.org. Excellent. We'll take Good you to all Check sorts of yeah, all sorts of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the show this month, folks. That's Paper Mario. Uh, I'm going to keep playing it into March, and I definitely encourage anybody who didn't play along in the month to just pick it up. Uh, I know we, we we say we pick a game per month, but it's really more we just want to try and look for a reason to get to our backlog. So anybody who's listening to this show most likely has a backlog of games. So if you need that excuse or that kick to, to start a game, don't feel like you have to finish it in that same month. Um, I definitely don't feel that. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you shouldn't not. either. Uh, next month, we're going to be playing a Genesis hidden gem question mark um, called Beyond Oasis. Uh, a lot of people say it's a Zelda clone or Zelda style game. And it's... Uh, it's a fairly short play. I know uh, one gamer got through it in about six hours recently. Granted, he's a, a fairly strong gamer, so keep that in mind, uh, mm-hmm. those of us who are not. And handsome to boot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> so we're really looking forward to be on Oasis, and we have some amazing guests lined up for that. Um, can't wait to talk to them. So that's it. If you are listening to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can see other great podcasts, videos, and blogs such as SDC Pod, Polykill, and Media Mavens. 
If nice. you are already a member of the Cartridge Club, you can head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where you can donate as much or as little as you like, and every cent donated goes directly to the club. I'm player one. Uh, I am player two. And I, I just realized we don't actually close these shows with CCU night. So I'll just say CCU later. See you next month. Or see you <laughs> next month, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs>